Hello and welcome to Take 5 with Sachs, five minutes of our 65 years of experience where we address important topics that impact your business and your life with our experts here at Sachs. My name is Todd Polinak and with me is my partner, Craig Winkipedia Pisano, Winky for short. And today we have our resident expert, my partner, Megan Sartor, whose love and passion is to help business owners to not just survive, but thrive in these difficult times. Now, Megan is the partner who leads SAC's Valuation Forensics and Litigation Services Group, and she's going to share with us what business owners ought to be considering when they're doing their year-end gift and estate tax planning so that, she, so that they might avoid some problems coming up in the future. But before I go to our interview uh, with Megan, I want to ask Craig if he would share with us some things that we may not really know about business valuations. Thank you, Todd. So before we turn it over to Megan, I wanted to provide our listeners with a couple interesting facts. In general, the Internal Revenue Service does not endorse valuation discounts and has consistently argued against their use in tax court since they ultimately reduce tax liabilities of estates so dramatically. That said, beginning in 1940, with the Hooper vs. Commissioner case, the tax court has frequently allowed the use of valuation discounts. Therefore, it is important that the proper analysis is performed in conjunction with the filing of gift tax returns claiming valuation discounts. Megan and her team here at SACS are committed to ensuring that the appropriate due diligence is conducted during the analysis and calculation of valuation discounts taken by our clients. Quick final fact. In a recent case, the tax court blessed a 35% valuation discount taken on an investment family limited partnership, Pearson Greve, former CEO of Ecolab. The judge in the case dismissed an IRS deficiency notice of gift tax and penalty in excess of $5 million. One of the main items that held the decision to sway in Greve's favor is that the structure of the entity was well-maintained and respected. Oftentimes, folks get into trouble when they treat the entity as their own personal pocketbook, which could negatively impact the IRS's view of the structure, thus leading to a successful challenge of the valuation discounts. There you have it. That's me winking at you. Thank you, Craig. So, uh, Megan, the floor is all yours. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to our listeners today regarding valuation. So first I wanted to know that valuations can be prepared for many different purposes, but the topic of discussion today is valuations for estate and gift tax planning purposes. This has been a hot topic recently due to the potential changes in estate and gift tax laws as far as reducing the lifetime exemptions and or the potential for limiting or eliminating valuation discounts. The overall benefit for valuations in estate planning is if you have a business or a family investment entity that is worth $1 million and you want to gift 10% of that, utilizing generally accepted valuation methodologies, the gift can potentially be discounted by 20 to 35%, thus lowering the amount of gift that counts towards your lifetime exemption. Typically, valuation discounts are applicable because you are gifting a minority or non-controlling interest in an entity that owns the assets as opposed to directly gifting those assets. Properly worded operating agreements will have various restrictions on ownership interest being gifted, which will lend itself to valuation discounts being appropriate. 
Often we've seen operating agreements being restructured to include voting and non-voting interests as a further way to emphasize the non-controlling attributes of the ownership interest being transferred. In 2021, the federal estate and gift tax exemption is $11.7 million. This provision is set to sunset January 1st, 2026, at which time the exemption will be decreased about half. There are discussions in Congress now about potentially accelerating this rollback as soon as January 1st, 2022. So it's very important if you're gonna do transfers of wealth or gifting to get those done as soon as possible. The business entities we often value are operating businesses or family investment entities that hold real estate assets or marketable securities. So if you have an investment entity that owns real estate assets or marketable securities, we usually look at the underlying value of those assets in order to calculate the value of the entity. So for a real estate entity, this will include obtaining a real estate appraisal from a professional real estate appraiser, which could take some time in addition to the time for us to prepare the valuation. For operating businesses, we typically look to value based on cash flow and a reasonable expectation for future earnings of the company. We may look to historical as a guide for past performance, but the valuation is always forward looking. And this is something that sometimes business owners or advisors have a hard time wrapping their head around because they'll say, oh, the historical was this, but really valuation, someone's going to buy an asset for what is the future performance of this asset going to yield me. So we always look or forward looking in our valuation process. Given the recent COVID-19 pandemic and economic conditions, we've had to take a closer look at the impact, both positive and negative, on the operating business and have often not used historical operations as a basis for calculating the value of the entity. We have been working very closely with business owners and their advisors to develop reasonable projections for income going forward as opposed to relying solely on historical results. Something I wanted to end on, important to note, that valuations take time. They can typically take between 30 and 60 days, depending on the procedures we deem necessary, production of information, and cooperation of all parties involved. Back to you, Todd. Thanks, Megan. If you'd like to ask a question about today's topic or any topic, have a comment, or would like to learn more about us, you can send us an email at take5 at saxllp.com. Sax is committed to being our client's number one advisor by understanding their vision, and providing solutions that exceed expectations to assure their success. Every day, we strive to live our tagline, Sachs, expect more. Thank you for taking five with Sachs. Wishing you all an amazing and profitable day.